everyone. Thanks for joining us on the GYST podcast, where we discuss topics to help you get your together. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the GYST podcast, also known as the Get Your Shit Together podcast. You've got on the mic today, you one of your co-hosts, Kyle Reed. Glenn Rucks here. Glenn, my man, how are you, brother? I am feeling fantastic. You? Beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful, man. Beautiful. Our uh, our our counterpart, Rohit, is still on vacation, so my man Glenn and I are holding down the fort for you guys this week. The podcast must go on, COVID and all, shorthanded and all. We are here for you. So, Glenn, how have things been for you, brother? You know, I've got no complaints. Yeah. Because life is exactly where I expect it to be based on my actions. Oh, my <laughs> man. My man. That's going to kind of segue a little bit there, too. I mean, so I'm going to go ahead and... It's uh... <laughs> always someone else's fault, right? Always somebody else's fault, my man. Always somebody else's fault, especially when you don't want to take responsibility. Ooh. That's exactly what today's topic is all about. Tell so me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to intro it, brother. I'm going to intro it. So... There is a uh, fantastic short YouTube clip about Will Smith, Will Will Smith, Will Smith discussing fault versus responsibility. Uh, you know, obviously, it recently had widely publicized issues with his marriage and things like that going going on. But uh, previous to that, this it's video just was an recorded. entanglement. That's okay. Entanglement. Yeah, it depends on who you ask, right? <laughs> Depends upon who you ask. Now, and and then we can get into that too. But did she take responsibility? Did Will take responsibility? You know, that's that's another topic. So, the video is fantastic, and there's kind of a few other places this this pops up. Um, another thing is there's an older interview I saw of Will Smith as well, how he had discussed uh, the relationship that him and Jada have, and how he put so much stock into taking her happiness as his responsibility. And that's the same thing for a long time. I felt that I was responsible for Emily's happiness. And in this interview, he discusses that he realized it's not his responsibility. And he's only responsible for his own happiness. And Jada's responsible for hers. And they've decided that they're in a partnership together forever, which sounded beautiful until obviously you get to what's happening right now. But I think it's very, very important to recognize that if you hold yourself responsible for someone else's happiness, you're going to be chasing the wrong thing for years and years and years to come. So that's another another piece of it. And I, I'll dig that one up and send it over as well, Glenn, um, to add on to this one. And then another thing where I want to bring this up is uh, the book, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck by Mark Manson. There's a chapter in there called The Responsibility Fault Fallacy. And he, he discusses this as well, and I think it's very, very important. And he kind of leads this chapter with Glenn, uh, Glenn, my goodness. Glenn, you'll appreciate this, <laughs> and, you'll, and you'll know this quote. With great power comes great responsibility. Uncle Ben. Uncle motherfucking Ben from Spider-Man, not the man that makes rice. <laughs> hey, we never know. Uncle Ben may have said that too. Yeah, that's true. Both Uncle Ben said it. That's right. Those were Uncle Ben's dying words, right? 
That's true. With great power comes great responsibility. So it applies in the, in the not cartoon, but it applies in the comic, it applies in the movies, it applies in life. But what Mark discusses in the book is if you take that quote and flip it around, it's even more powerful. Ooh, 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 preach, preach. With, with my man, with great responsibility comes great power. Well, well, we take a look at that. When you take a look at these two words, responsibility or fault, which one of those is empowering? <laughs> responsibility without pretty doubt. Easy. Pretty easy, right? Fault having fault or placing fault on someone or something is disempowering. Exactly. One is, ex one is acceptance, one is blame, right? So when you take a look at that, and then this quote, by flipping this quote around, with great responsibility comes great power. Taking responsibility is empowering to an individual. And it allows you to be in charge of everything in your life. And it allows you to recognize that you always have a decision to make, no matter what it is. One might call so that the victim or victor mentality. You hot damn right, my man. I like that. I like that. Hey, man, us conservatives, we come up with some good sayings once in a while. <laughs> Why do you always have to politicize everything, Glenn? Well, let me tell you, because politics affects every part of your life. <laughs> yeah, more so now than ever. That's for sure. Yeah, no joke. <laughs> um, I don't. You know, you and I. I would love to have a conversation off air because I, we we share some beliefs, but not others. But I like discussing right. it. Um, but that would that would be fun. Anyway, I don't want to get too far off topic here. So with that said, I know that was kind of a long winded intro, but I wanted to get through a few things and point out that this this topic and this debate, if you will, or discussion comes up in lots of different places right so based on that if we were to say you know responsibility versus fault why one is empowering one is disempowering what do you think the differences are and do you have any scenarios or examples that you can share Ooh, there's tons right what's that i i, I could pull up any example from external right we could look at uh Let's say politics, since we've already discussed that. Um, uh huh. Today, we got a lot of people out in the streets blaming people. Yeah, blaming a system. They're they're shouting about it. They're whining about it. They're yelling about it, and they're they're upset about it. Uh -huh. Whether whether it's justified or not, that that's debatable. That's something that people have been debating all the time. However. I'm not hearing any solutions from either side. None. Mm -hmm. So a lot of blame is being thrown out there, but no responsibility is being taken. Yeah. So all we've got is a bunch of professional victims out there on both sides. And no one actually going out for victory, trying to fix things. Hmm. I think... Well, part of that, right, and this may dive a little into the political discussion, is I think exactly what you said is fix things. I think that a lot of people don't believe anything is broken, right? And if you were to ask some people, the system is working the way it was intended to. 
So I, I think that's probably part of it too, right? People in that particular scenario maybe don't believe anything's wrong. How can you fix something if you don't see anything wrong through your lens? And then there comes that time when how can you expect someone to see through the lens when all you're doing is pointing a finger at them? Yeah, that's what people are doing right now, pointing across the aisle, right? Right. Frustrating. Frustrating. Yeah, what can you do? Okay. What about, how about in your life personally? Do you have a scenario where maybe you were maybe you were stuck a little bit on something that wasn't your fault and you were upset about it maybe you had a little frustration you had a little anger maybe it made its way all the way to resentment because you didn't want to take responsibility for it because you felt like it was someone else's responsibility to take not yours and you're a little angry and you and you pointed some blame somewhere Oh, I got a perfect example. Do you? Yeah. Okay. Going back a few years, I had a job in a retail establishment. Establishment We're going to call Schmargit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we're just going to call it Schmargit. Okay. Schmargit some, people it called, some people called it Schmarget. Hmm. Anyway, got it. Um, <laughs> I was on vacation taking my sister to Disneyland because she was too young to remember it last time she had been. So I went down to Cali with my sister and I come back and I got fired. Shit. The day Seriously? I came back on my birthday, got fired. Damn. And uh, I was a manager in a department. And I found out that my team had, uh, it, it was the food department, so they hadn't changed out all the dates on the products. They hadn't rotated the food properly. But me being the manager, I was responsible even though I was on vacation, so they fired me. Oh, shit. I held a lot of anger and a lot of blame for both the employees that worked under me as well as the company for firing me. And that's all I did for a few months was literally I blamed everyone else for it. Hmm. But then, you know, it took me a few years and I, I came to the realization, you know what, I was the manager of that department. I'm responsible for the training and the discipline of my team. If they're not performing the way they should, that's on me. I like that. What what made you kind of realize it after a while? Because that's important, right? You say that even though you weren't there to take the action yourself, it was your team. It was your responsibility to train them and set clear expectations and guidelines, whether you're there or not. It was just, I, I don't know, maybe some conversations with my dad, I guess, is where I started to realize, you know what, I need to look at this a little bit. I remember bitching to my dad one day about 
how I hated that company. I'd never set foot back in there again. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's almost impossible not to go to Schmarger. Yeah, I was going to say, I've, I've I've actually never never been to a Smarget before or a Smarget. I've been to a store that sounds pretty similar. <laughs> I know. I mean, it's, well, where I'm from, right, man, they're, they're, they're everywhere. And it's hard yeah. not to go into one. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it was it – was, it was just me sitting down with my dad saying, I'm never going in there. And he goes, well, why? So, well, they treated me horribly. So, maybe. He just sat me down and said, so whose department was it? It was mine. Did you own that department? I said, damn straight I did. So why don't you own the blame for it? You can't own the the thing without taking the the good and the bad of it. Yeah. If your business and your business fails, you can sit there and blame anyone else all you want. But it's your business. If it fails, it's your fault. Your fault or your responsibility? Uh, Exactly. (laughs) I like what you said, though, when you talk about the the team mentality, right? Um, You know, I'm I'm a Rams fan. Coach McVay, one of the greatest coaches in the league. Not biased at all. Uh, But one thing... If you've ever watched an interview of his, I know you probably haven't. You don't really care about the Rams. You're not into football right now. But he takes responsibility for all of the team's shortcomings, right? He could easily say, you know, hey, Jared Goff threw interception. It's his fault. He made a mistake. He threw the ball to the wrong guy. But instead, in post-game interviews, he says things like, you know, I didn't put our guys in a position to win. I did this and I should have done this. I did X and I should have done Y. He takes responsibility for everything. He recognizes that there's no need to find fault because what is that going to do for you? Nothing. Who fucking cares whose fault something is? It doesn't get anything done. Right? I was watching an interview recently on Kobe Bryant. And he talked about how in the Lakers game versus Utah, he shot, it was like three or five air balls or something crazy. I remember it vividly because all my friends were joking, cracking jokes about um, shooting air balls, this and that, right? Yep. And he took it as a learning moment, right? Whose fault was it? Nobody's. He shot the air balls, nobody else. So he's responsible for them. So he said, okay, I could have been embarrassed. You know, millions of people watching this on TV. You know, 20,000 fans saw it in the arena, whatever that looks like, right? But he took that moment and said, okay, why did I do that? How did that happen? Well, he came straight from co- or Sorry, he came straight from high school. How long is a high school basketball season? 20, 30 games? You play one game a week? One game every five days, give or take? I remember our basketball games were on Friday nights. So that's one game every seven days. In the NBA, you have an 82-game schedule. What kind of conditioning do you think that a high school kid would need to undergo to be ready for a season in the NBA? 
Kobe realized he didn't have his legs. He wasn't conditioned to play in the NBA. He wasn't conditioned to play every other night for five months. He was conditioned to play 30 games, one a week. So when he took a look at that, he took responsibility. And he said, you know what? I'm not going to let this happen again. It's not going to happen next year. I'm going to be prepared. Because he recognized what was wrong, and he took responsibility for it. Instead of just saying, oh, I blame the NBA schedule. We play too many games. I can't play back-to-back-to-back and travel across the country. That's going to put him in a position of disempowerment. It's going to put him in a position of blame. That's going to put him in the victim position, in the victim role. And he wouldn't have been able to come back the next year as strong as he did. Hmm. That was pretty powerful for me. And, and, and Emily and I discussed that recently. And, you know, we call, we'll, we'll tend to call things now our air ball, right? That's my air ball. That's a learning moment. That's a teaching moment. There's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing to be embarrassed about. There's nothing to be mad about. Just recognize why it happened, how it happened, and what you can do to never make it happen again. Hmm. So I like that. I'm a big fan of that. That's a good lesson. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to send you that. It's uh, it's about an hour or so long interview. It's pretty good, though. I mean, I'm obviously biased. I'm a huge Kobe Bryant fan, so I loved it. But um, I've heard from other friends of mine that don't care for basketball or Kobe Bryant at all, and they seem to enjoy it, and they love the message uh, in the interview. It's, it's pretty good. So what, what else what else you got for us, Glenn? When we take a look at this responsibility versus fault, so we, we talk about another thing is fault being past tense, right? Fault is a result from choices that you've already made, and responsibility is something that you're currently doing. It's a result from the choices that you're currently making every second of every day, just like when we, when we discussed how you create your reputation, right? Creating a reputation, a positive reputation, can be a result of you taking responsibility for all of your actions, empowering yourself. And fault is just placing blame on things that you've already done that you can't have any any more control over. What do you what are your thoughts on that? You know, trying to point out someone's fault or uh, point to whose fault it is is kind of like trying to lift a bowling ball with one finger. <laughs> oh yeah, how so? It's more difficult than to just pick up the ball and roll it, right? Mm-hmm. If you're trying to pick it up with one finger, that's you pointing at someone saying it's your fault, it's your fault, it's your fault. Versus, you know what, I've just got to pick up this ball and bowl with it. It's a hell of a lot more difficult to point at someone else and wait for them to fix their mistake than it is to just, you know what, I've got to pick this up, I've got to run with it. Is it more difficult, or is it maybe take more time? Because I think that's why people do it sometimes, is it's easy to sit there and point. It feels easy, right? But nothing yeah. fix, so it makes your life more difficult. There you go. That So I like that, and I hadn't considered that, right? That's that's the, the action in that particular moment 
is easy to just say, hey, it's not my fault. Put your hands in the air and point to somebody else. But nothing ever gets fixed. Nothing gets fixed and it makes your life more difficult. I like that. Huh. I mean, have you ever tried to lift a bowling ball with one finger? It's not easy. <laughs> Hell no. So in the end, no one's responsible for your current situation but yourself. I would put it a little bit further. Even okay. if it is, let's say someone did cause your current situation. Yeah. It is only you that is going to get yourself out of that situation. It is no one else's responsibility to get yourself out of that situation. Hmm. No one owes you a goddamn thing in life. If you <laughs> want it, get up off your ass and get it. And if you don't get it, don't blame someone else. You look for where you could have done better and then do better. Yeah. Sitting there and blaming someone else is going to get you absolutely nowhere. It's going to get you in the same spot you're currently in. Mad and pointing at someone else. With no changes. With no changes. Hmm. So what do you think, what do you think we can do? I'm trying to think of a good exercise for our listeners um, as it pertains to responsibility versus fault. So maybe we can take a look back at something that we've been upset about, take a look at it and find why we're upset. Or wake up and take a look at everything that you've done and take responsibility for everything and just move forward and do that for a month. And see how your life changes. See what happens in your life. You are responsible for your own success. You're responsible for your own happiness. Is just asking yourself, what have I done to better my situation today? Okay. What have I done to better my situation today? Because if you spend your time going... I haven't made this happen because so-and-so or because such-and-such happened. You're making an excuse. But if you're actually saying, what have I done to make my situation better today? You're looking for what actions you've taken. You're holding yourself accountable for your actions. Mm. So I'll say two things. It kind of makes me think, if you lead... So with the statement, what have I done to better my situation today? Then you'll be in a good you'll be in a good spot because you're going to be analyzing actions that you've taken and seeing if you can take any more actions. I think that's I think that is a growth question and it, is a, it, it has a positive vibe to it. It's the starting point. The next yeah. question is, what can I do better next time? After that, after you ask that question. Right. Yeah. What have I done to improve my situation today? X, Y, Z. Yeah. I, I think one, to, to pile onto that, when you take a look, a lot of people will say things like, well, I haven't done X because of what? You're already creating excuses. Or, or 
even leading with what may seem positive, well, I have done X. I think to state that, that seems to me like a very defensive statement. Well, I've done this, right? And it almost seems to be that it's insinuating that because you've done X, you don't have to do Y. You shouldn't be responsible for Y because Y is not your fault, right? When it should be, how can I take responsibility for these things? How can I change these things? So the, the question specifically, what have I done or what can I do to better my situation? I like that a lot better. That's awesome. Yep. Good shit, good shit. Mm. Mm, well. mm, mm. Preach! <laughs> my man. Well, I like it. I like it. We're going to share the link to that video, that YouTube video uh, that Glenn and I mentioned in the podcast notes here on our website, guys. I'll, uh, I'll even share a link to uh, Mark Manson's website. Uh, I think there's an excerpt from this chapter of the book that we can share with you as well. You can take a look at that. And there's lots and lots of information out there, lots of videos, lots of articles, lots of blog posts on the comparison of responsibility versus fault and the importance in straying away from one and accepting the other. And I think you, you know which one I'm talking about here. So with that being said, as we, as we wrap up and as we close today, Glenn, you have any final thoughts for us? You know, I always have final thoughts, but they always get twisted. <laughs> I think it's your fault. Keep those ones yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. Yeah, what you, what you got, man? Always do your best. Then always. Then you have no one that you can blame. If you're holding yourself accountable, taking responsibility for your own actions, you realize that your life is actually in your hands. No one can take that away from you. No one can take that responsibility away from you. Beautiful. Beautiful. Responsibility is a very, very powerful thing. So if you're like Glenn or myself and you enjoy some movies based on comics, take a look at this quote from from our, our good friend Uncle Ben, a great philosopher, Uncle Ben. With great power comes great responsibility. And then flip that around. With great responsibility comes great power. If you take responsibility for all of your actions, for everything that you've gotten in life, that will be the most empowering thing you'll ever feel. Guaranteed. With that said, thank you all for listening. To the GYST podcast. Get your shit together. Your co hosts this week were Glenn Rux and Kyle Reed. We expect to hear you back. To hear you back. My goodness, you're going to hear us. We expect to see you back every single week. Listen to the podcast. Like and share it with a friend or a family member. And we do appreciate you. Signing off. Thanks again. Bye. Thanks, everyone, for listening to our GYST podcast. We hope you learned how to get your together. 